Blog Talk Radio. Hey, hey, hey. You're tuned in to Front Porch Sex Talk with Monica Lee, where we talk about all things sex, relationships, intimacy, sex, love, and hey, more sex. Because, honey, around here, it ain't your mama's talk. Hello, darlings, and welcome back to the front porch. I was out for about a month just because it was summer, and I wanted to catch up on some summertime stuff before it gets too crazy because I'm fixing to hit the road. We'll be on lots of different front porches, so it's good to be back with all new stuff coming up and lots of new guests and lots of great topics. Especially the one that we're going to be talking about tonight. And happy day after 4th of July. Now, y'all know 4th of July is awfully special to me. And those that have been with me for a hot minute now, you know why. And if you don't, well, I'm going to tell you why. You know, my grandmother, she's not with us anymore. But she could never say vagina. She just couldn't say vagina. She couldn't say it. Vagina. So she would call it the 4th of July and would always tell us, wear some shorts under your dress so nobody sees your 4th of July. Don't be showing your 4th of July. That 4th of July is sacred. (laughs) So I always love telling that story. And so yesterday I thought about my grandmother and the 4th of July. So I hope everybody had a great 4th of July. It was safe. It was orgasmic and uh, lots of fun. So tonight, I have a very special guest. Y'all know her. She has been with me from the very beginning, my fairy goddess, Renee Savant, author of What Your Mama, the Bible, and Porn Never Taught You About Sex. And tonight, we are talking about sex addiction versus a super sexed up sex drive. So, you know, so many people have this confused. And are not sex addicts, while others claim that they are super sexual and are truly addicted to sex. But what are they addicted to? So tonight we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be very open and very candid because it's a delicate subject. Phone lines will be open. So if you want to call in and talk to us, say hello. And I'm just going to put it out there. Don't be a douche hard. Don't be a douche hard. I know it. Just don't do it. This is a really delicate subject. And... If you're having issues or you have any questions, comments, concerns, or just want to say hello, then call in. Phone number is 646-668-2164. So, Renee is over there having a grand old time. I'm over here on my front porch with my very large Long Island iced tea minus the Long Island. What you got going over there, Renee? Well, Monica Lee. I hate to tell you, but I, I got better than what you got. My guest here, um, I'm sitting by the cement pond way out here in the country. Yay. And um, he brought me some apple pie moonshine. Look, and it was, right put up, it was jarred in 2013. 
and I've not had that much of it, but I know I'm, I can tell by the way I'm talking already. Just say a little prayer and I'll make it on the other end for the, for this whole show. That's some good stuff, and it's so smooth. But, yeah, I'm drinking me a little apple pie moonshine that was Jordan 2013 sitting here looking at this big old moon at the cement pond. So life doesn't get any more better than this, girlfriend. Well, there you go. That's what it's all about. I mean, a lot of people ask, why Front Porch Sex? And Front Porch Sex Talk actually just had a birthday a few weeks ago. It was just created in uh, it was June 18th, actually. So happy birthday to Front Porch Sex Talk. We didn't actually go live until October, but she had a birthday. She's one, years, one year old. And a lot of people ask me, what's up with the Front Porch? Well, down here in the South, that's what we do. We sit on the front porch and we talk some real talk. And a lot of times it's about sex and relationships and intimacy and what's going on with Sally Jane and Johnny Joe and everybody else that we know. You know, on the 4th of July. That's right. We talk about them loved ones. And them I saw your post. I told you if you'd show me your 4th of July, I'd show you mine. Uh, and I said deal. So. We got to do that. <laughs> so, visit me on my porch. Uh, you know what? I think I just might. I'm hoping to get up there pretty soon because I miss me some Rosemary. So, sex addiction. What do people think about when they hear sex addiction? Because, you know, I have a lot of people that will message me and say, you know what? My husband, I think he's a sex addict. He's got some issues because all he wants to do is have sex. You know, he wants it every day or he wants it twice a day. And I asked him, well, okay, so how much do you want it? Maybe once a month. Okay. So is he a sex addict or is he just super sexed up? Is he just highly sexual? When I, sex addiction, it's a very delicate subject. It's There's a fine line because if you're addicted to something, you need to have that to get it through your to get through your day, to make it through. And when it is disrupting your life, your relationships, coming in to uh, interfere in your work and t- causing total chaos, then it's a it's an addiction. When it is causing you harm and you are out of control with it, it's like a drug. You know, it's like a drug. And a lot of people think, oh, I'm a sex addict because they want sex every day. Sometimes they're just, they just have a high sex drive. What do you think over there? Well, I got, my, my whole deal with this sex addiction thing goes way back. Way back to, uh, we're going to go way back in time to my 20s. I had, you know, and I've always fought with this um, this issue I had a partner that had a high sex drive, and um, he ended up going to counseling not on the sex thing, but he went for something else, and his counselor diagnosed him as being a sex addict. I mean, it was was just good sex, you know? And, and, And he took away his Rolex watch and told him that, he had to go, I don't know, 90 days with no sex and that he could earn his watch back because he was a sex addict. 
So that was the first time I was introduced to this term of sex addict. And then, you know, I've, I've gone through my life and, and you see, and look, I, I don't be, I don't want to be picking on nobody, okay? And I'm not trying to pick on anybody. And a lot of people may, you know, think I'm wrong with what I'm saying. But then, you know, Tiger Woods, he got in all that trouble. And he had to go to, to sex addiction. And then I look at it, and I mean, I don't know the man. I mean, none of us know the man. I just know that he had sex, and he had sex. I know he was married. Okay, I know he was married. But he had sex with a lot of women. He had money, had sex, but he was labeled. He came out and said, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm a sex addict. And they put him in rehab, and he came out. So was he a sex addict, or did he just, was he in a position that he had a lot of money? and that he could have a lot of sex. And then my last one, which I was talking to you about, which kind of triggered this, I had a girlfriend of mine that was telling me about her girlfriend. She goes, oh, we just realized, you know, our husbands were both sex addicts. And I said, really? I go, you know, and I asked her, I said, what constitutes a sex addict? And she said, she thought about it for a while. She goes, you know, I really don't know if he was an addict, he was just a cheater. And there's a difference between being a cheater and being a sex addict. Call it what it is, you know. And I asked her, I said, well, what constitutes your girlfriend's husband being a sex addict? He goes, well, I think because he watches a lot of porn. Well, that's being addicted to porn, not being a sex addict. So, I thought if anybody could answer this question, it'd be Monica Lee. So here we are, Monica Lee, and I want you to answer this question, or I want you to see if audience can answer this question. What the hell is a sex addict? Exactly. Well, like I said, you know, there's a chemical process in our brain. It's not that we are addicted to the sex, but there are some people who get that rush from it, and they be and, and those chemicals start to flow, and that adrenaline starts to flow through your body. They're like adrenaline junkies when it comes to that, and all and they become addicted to the way that feels. It's not so much the act of sex, but the way it feels. It's like, you know, when you're doing recreational drugs, it's it causes that chemical reaction in your body. And you like the way it feels, and it becomes a high. And, again, there are some people that think they're a sex addict because they cheat. Well, Do you think it's with emotions, with, with no emotions, with being detached from emotion and just the, the, the act of it? Is, is that part of it? Absolutely. Because people that – because when you have that hypersex drive and you're going out – if you are in a relationship – um, because, you know, usually the, the people that claim to be sex addicts are usually the ones in relationships. Do you ever hear of anybody being single and being a sex addict? If it is, it's rare. But most of the time... Yeah, he was single, and, and his his psychiatrist or whoever he was labeled him a sex addict, and, and, and he, he wasn't married. Who'd you say? He said... He made all his decisions based on sex, so so therefore he was a sex addict. 
I didn't hear now, that. First I got, who did you say that was? My boyfriend that had to give up the Rolex watch. Now I'm gonna be honest with you. I, he, you know, I'm, I'm, I made him, you know, think about it quite often. But <laughs> I don't really believe he was an addict. I again, there are people. Here's my thing. I'm a Scorpio. Scorpios are ruled by their genitals. I could have it all day and all night, and I'm, I'm happy. I'm going through a drought right now because I'm single. <laughs> but. Uh-huh. Insert evil grin there, <laughs> but at the same, I, so I'm channeling all that sexual energy into writing and working and everything else. Enough about me, but there are some people because I've read many, many studies, and I have talked to many people that say that they're sex sex addicts. And one 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 lady, one couple came to me, and they were she was like, you know, my husband's a sex addict. And I said, why do you say that? And she said, too, because he cheated on me. And he don't, he only did it once. And I said, okay. And so I asked him, I just, you know, blatantly, flat out asked him, I said, why did you do that? Why did you step out? He goes, I'm not in love with her anymore. I, I just don't want to be with her anymore. It was, and so... Mm-hmm. You know, people use the sex, the, the term sex addict <sighs> loosely. And so there's people walking around saying, oh, I'm a sex addict. And some people say it very jokingly and, you know, like that title of. But there are other people out there that are like, well, I don't want to be with you. So, you know, watch what you call yourself because there's some people who are hypersensitive to that. They say label chronic cheaters. You know, there's such thing as a chronic cheater, okay? Now, you got cheaters and you got chronic cheaters, okay? Yeah, there's people I who think can't they, I think they, they label chronic cheaters as sex addicts. So are chronic cheaters sex addicts? That's the question. Are they cheating because they, because like I said, there are people who get the high of not wanting to get caught. Or they like the variety. And, it, you know, some, sometimes if you just sit down, because I've talked, I, I, I've had conversations with a lot of people and they've sat down with me and I'm like, you know, it's just me. Let's just talk. What, what you got? What you want to tell me? Why is this? I had one the other day who um, we were talking and he goes, I, I think I have an issue. And I said, well, why is that? Because he said he was, he masturbates all the time. Now, that word word for that, Monica, would be self-pleasure. That's a southern word, self-pleasure. Self-pleasure, exactly. And he says, my wife lays next to me every night. We have not had sex in five years. I don't want to step out, but I feel like I'm going to explode. So, yes, I self-pleasure several times a day. And he says, "I, I don't know what else to do. We have to understand our bodies are we are sexual beings, y'all. Yeah, we are sexual beings. We are wired to be sexual. We can channel that sexual energy into other aspects of our life, and that's what's so beautiful about tantra is when you finally when you can master that and you understand how you can channel that. Well, then, okay, then what? You know, you can be, you know financial wizard or this or that, whatever you want to be. 
when you start channeling that. But a lot of people think there's a limit to things. Well, what's the limit? If you're so, this one's for the this one's for the crowd. What if you were matched up with somebody who is just as sexual as you? Is it an addiction then? If you go at it like rabbits all day and all night and every day for the rest of your life, because I do know people that are finally matched up with their couple that I worked with that were married for 25 years. Okay, they've been married for 25 years, and they still have sex at least four times a day. And they've been married for 25 years. That's how it should be. I mean, who's to say what's what? So are they sex addicts? If so, pick me and let me go stand in that line. Exactly. Exactly. Because, you know, it's it's... It goes based upon what it is. I've got somebody messaging me right now, and they are telling me that I'm labeled a sex addict because I watch too much porn. And we were just talking about that. It's not that, you know, why, you know, you you need to get to the bottom of why do you watch the porn? Is it entertainment? Are you bored? Are you not having sex? Now, watching up, and you know me, I pass judgment on nobody, and we're going to go there because I think porn is good when it's done. But they're uh, being a sex addict and being addicted to porn, it's two different things. It's like an orange and an apple, okay? And this is just, in, in my deal, my, my opinion. Now, um, the porn, I, I, do believe that you can get to the point that there is too much of it because you know there's twenty something year old guys out there right now that actually by their own admission they classify themselves as impotent um, and they are not even able to have an erection unless while making love unless they have the visual of porn you know so it, it, yeah it, it can be an issue. Porn addiction and sex addiction are not the same thing. No, it's not. But, again, everybody automatically thinks it's sex. So it has to be a sex addiction because you can't get enough of of watching porn. You can't get enough of um, self-pleasure, rubbing one out, whatever you want to call it. So they automatically classify it as a sex addiction. And I'm there that I want to know why. Talk to me. Don't just come to ask the the one that messaged you about the porn. I would like to ask them, do they feel like they get enough um, sex? I mean, I had, I got Sam sitting here. That was one of his questions with me this evening. He goes, you know, the people that are labeled with the, the porn, do they feel like they have enough sex in their life? And that's what um, they're responding. No, there's no sex. Yeah. So So that's their outlet. Exactly. There's an outlet for everything. And again, it, it comes down to the why, why do you do this? Why do you feel the need to have this? What is it? And I think a lot of the times we are overlooking the why and not taking and again, I mean, everybody's different. It's not cookie cutter. There's not a guidebook that says you need to have sex at least three times a week 
twice a day on Wednesdays, you're on top on Fridays. He's on top, whatever. It's not cookie cutter, darling. You have to just go with, I mean, have open conversations with your partner. It comes down to that open communication and, and don't do it in your bedroom because that's sacred space. Y'all know how much I talk about sacred space and what I feel about sacred space. And you don't want to bring that, that kind of, uh, dynamic into there. So have a conversation and be very open about it and put it all out there. A lot of times we, and that's where a lot of the shame and the guilt come in and it gets even more intense and it gets even, and it gets even deeper. So not only are you labeled a sex addict, but now you have the shame and the guilt attached to it. And you may not even need, you may not even be a sex addict. You may just be, um, with with the high sex drive, or you may just be matched up with somebody who's not as sexual as you. And then you have to look at, and Renee and I are going to be doing this in the fall, healing your goddess, being able to be present for her and hold space for her to heal her and bring her to um, see what's going on with her and why she's thinking you're a sex addict. Because maybe in her eyes, it's all bad what you're doing, and maybe it's not. So there's so many different dynamics you can go to, so many different directions you can just it, – it's mind-boggling sometimes, and it's so easy to put a label on of sex addict. It's almost like, uh, yeah, I like sex. I'm a sex addict. I think it goes I think back it goes to the shame. To the shame. Yeah. I agree. It goes, you know, it that can do a lot of harm too, you know, because again, there's if if, if you're with someone, because if you think about, it, if you're with someone who's not as sexual, doesn't see sex as openly as you do, and so you you're watching the porn, you're you're maybe you're stepping out in your relationship and seeking other outlets. Okay, now, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Whole nother, I'm gonna put a whole nother little dynamics in on this, okay? Okay. I want to put the, the good girl, the bad girl dynamic. Most of the guys that are out there dealing with right now, you marry, you marry the woman that you think is gonna make the good life, not the woman that really makes you happy in bed. And then, so therefore, get down the road and marry you. And label the sex addict because you want sex. Am I am I missing the mark on that one? Mhm. Yep. And and it it, it happens. Whereas if you would have just followed your heart or your heart or whatever it was with that one that rocks your world and just went there. You know, you probably would have lived a good, long, happy life, sexual happy life, but you didn't choose that way. Because, oh. you know, and you can't really blame them because that's how we're programmed. Yeah. It's, you want, you want to, um, yeah. And, and inside, you're not being true to your true authentic self. Like you said, if you would have just gone with what you were thinking, what you were feeling, and maybe put yourself out there a little bit with that one who totally rocked your world. 
you know, now I saw something on Facebook the other day. Um, somebody actually tagged me in it and it said, yeah, you're having sex. You're having boring sex with your boring wife and your hairline is receding and you're still thinking of me. I was like, oh my, <laughs> because, you know, a lot of times people would rather take the safe route than hold out just a little bit longer and wait for their true match. Um, and again, then again, then you start bringing more shame and guilt in there because you, you, your thoughts are going other places or you might be calling up that old girlfriend, old acquaintance. And even if you're just saying hi, you're opening that door. I just had a frog jump on my belly, Monica. Oh, I thought like, ooh, what's going on here? It's a little frog just jumped on my belly out here by the cement pond. Okay. That's our Joseph. He's giving us the blessings. Yeah. So, yeah, that whole good girl, bad girl thing. And then you have, here. here's another little spin on it. Women who are hypersexual are slut-shamed. You know, the oh, guy slut-shame. You got the slut-shaming going on for those women who have, you know, high sex drives. You, you, you know, they're the whores, the sluts, and you start to slut-shame because they like sex or, you know, or they start, you know, the the women... I get a lot of guys saying, yep, I was with a girl, and all she wanted to do was have sex. I swear she must have slept with everybody, you know, in the world. Well, why do you assume that? That's why I said, guys, you want, (laughs) you guys ask for someone that's going to match you sexually, and then when you have her, you don't know what in the hell to do with her. But it's kind of, and then you get the more shame and the more guilt attached to, to women. And we start to feel bad about ourselves, and it, it, it's a it's it's a vicious cycle. Yeah, if we have to stop it, I just and think we need to drink some moonshine. I'm telling you, I need to pour me some more Long Island iced tea minus the Long Island because I'm running low over here. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, actually, somebody said it's about time you get back on air. I was going for a. But, but like I said, the labels, the labels, the labels, the labels, the labels, labels, shame, guilt, and you know, all we are, are we're, we're just, we're all sexual beings, and we're one big mass of sexual energy, and everything feeds off of it. Everything is a spoke off of that energy. Our health, our vitality, everything. But we we have all the shame, all the guilt everything that we're brought up with. And so, you know, and and then, like I said, we have a label for everything. Anything you can think of, we have a label for. Exactly. Exactly. And being that we are. Are you a sex addict, Monica? Hell no. I'm a Scorpio. Scorpio. You're just sexual, huh, Mama? I'm just sexual. I Scorpios are ruled by their genitals. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I will not put that label on myself as a sex addict because 
one, I don't need it to get through my day. It would be nice to have it, but I don't need it to get through my day. I'm not going to miss work just so I can go find sex with whatever, you know. Um, I am a goddess that knows what I want, and I'm holding out for my warrior to come and get sexy with me, you know. And, and, and that's what it comes down to. You know, I have worked with couples that and here's where here's where I start to tap into that energy you know because I'm a Reiki master and I trained under goddess Renee to be a tantrika and we work with energy orgasms are energy and tantra you know you, you awaken that kundalini energy so I have had a couple lay next to each other and I have worked on them and she was not sexual at all. He was very sexual. And I just had them lay there. And I'm, you know, moving energy around and, you know, getting in spirit and just, you know, doing what I do. You cannot help. That sexual energy is so powerful. Now, this is a woman who has told me she has not wanted sex craved sex, felt sexual in years. She felt like she was dead down there. I said, oh, honey, we got to bring it back to life. We got to speak life back into that yoni and into that area. And we got to bring it back to life. And without, and, and, you know, there's, I'm not touching. I'm just walking around and moving with hands and moving energy and unblocking chakras and opening other areas and pulling stuff out from throat chakras and heart chakras and the third chakra. And I laid my hands on her belly and on her, that second chakra. And she just, she just, she just started crying. And she just, I mean, her body just trembled and she was crying and she didn't know she forgot what it was like to feel an orgasm, but she was so blocked in so many ways and so many chakras because have you ever been around somebody and you're just like, man, they're just, they're just put out that sexy vibe and you can't help it. You may be standing on the other side of the room from them, but they're putting out that second chakra energy. It's just like, Lord, hold me back. Cause I'm gonna go climb him like a tree. But <laughs> I say that out loud, <laughs> but have you ever been around someone who's got such a high sexual energy and you just can't help but feel sexy? So when you're working with energy, and I was working with this couple, she was able to feel again. Sometimes we're so closed off in our energies that we just you know, literally zip it up, tie it up, put it on the top shelf, say, I don't want it, I don't need it, don't look at me, don't talk to me, don't think of me. I don't want to have sex anymore. We just tuck it away for whatever hurts, past hurts, traumas, whatever. And even though, because when there's sexual energy around, you're you can't help it. You're gonna you're gonna feel it as well. It, it it's just scientific. When they when when you're around somebody and they're happy, you're gonna feel happy. When you're around somebody who's mad. It's that energy is going to pick up. You're going to think, why in the actual hell am I mad? You're going to feel it. And I know you understand what I'm talking about because I learned from you. 
and you know what energy is and you know how to pull all that deep dark stuff out and awaken that energy for with people yeah and that's all it is you know it's it's pure raw energy i don't even know what time wonder if we have anybody out there that was brave enough to, to, to call in at this point in time. Man or woman. I'm going to put it out there. Y'all want to call in and talk about this? Number is 646-668-2164. They're all shy, and they're telling me that they're listening, but they don't. It, it's a very delicate subject, and nobody wants to call in. Well, I'm not going to say your name, and you don't have to say your name. I, I'm, I don't see anything. So you want to call in and talk about it? Call in and talk about it. You got somebody there with you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I got Sam here. He's just listening. Oh. Um, Sam? Well, how are you doing, yeah. Sam? 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 I'm great. <laughs> he, he thinks to go get in that cement pond. But, you know, um, we had a discussion earlier about, you know, the, oh, Lord, he just, Mark, I hate to tell you this, he just took all his clothes off, and he's buck naked, and he's getting in the cement pond with no clothes on. Oh, yeah, and I'm all the way over here, damn it, look. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm, well, I'm going, I hadn't got my clothes off yet, but he just got buck naked and got in the cement pond buck naked. Anyway, so. Ooh, butt naked under that moon with the moonshine? Well, damn. I'm going to have to come out moonshine. there. Go get my moonshine. I'll fix and get my butt in its inner tube, but uh, I don't have my moonshine. I want to walk back and get my moonshine, then get my butt in the, the little inner tube. And then this naked man's going to pull me around. Oh, Lord, I have to see this is the first for us on the front porch. You're over there. I'm, I'm on my front porch, and you're over there in a pool being, you know, pulled around by a naked man. <laughs> yeah, I'm a naked man. He's going to pull me around while I drink moonshine in the cement pond. I don't have a porch, though, but, hey, I, I, can, get, I can give up that porch for this. Okay. So, oh, Lord. Here I go. <laughs> So, okay, keep talking, Monica. I'm positioned to with my moonshine, looking at the full moon with the naked man. Okay, life is good. Does it get any fucking better than that? No, it does not. <laughs> no, no. It just kind of surprised me. This was, yep, a little surprise to me. So, anyway, well, so what hell. are we talking about? <laughs> Did you get naked, too? I ain't got naked. No, I can't get naked. I mean, now he's rubbing my feet. I might get naked if he keeps rubbing my feet. Because <laughs> I was going to say, if y'all get naked, I'll get naked over here. But, you know, I'm already half naked because I always do my shows half naked. But whatever. Naked first, and I'll get naked. I, I told you, if you show me your 4th of July, I'll show you mine. Well, we got to make that happen. <laughs> so, I can't believe we don't have we don't have any of our our brave callers to call in. But you know what? That's all right. I'm going to float in this pool, and we'll look at this full moon. And um, I'm going to be I'm going to consider myself blessed 
that at my mature age, I am still full of sexual energy because, like you said, that's all it is. You know, I hate to say it, my mother journeyed at 84, and I know I would I would bet money on it that she was sexual probably two weeks before she journeyed at 84. She had her first sex toy at 80. So, you know, if you're out there and, and you're thinking that you can't do this or all this because of age, you know, you're crazy. All you have to do is listen to a couple of episodes of the Golden Girls, and they'll prove that. Woo! And they'll be coming back at the end of the I'm actually going to be traveling to go see the Golden Girls and do a show from Yoakum, Texas, and uh, at the St. Regis Hotel with the Golden oh, Girls. It's going to be amazing. I'd love to be. I'd love to witness that. Oh, you should Let's come on go. down. It's going to be the last weekend in July. I think it's the 29th. And I'm going to be driving down to my hometown. And, um, yeah, I'm going to be hanging out with the Golden Girls, and we're going to do it live from the St. Regis. And it, it's just going to be fabulous, absolutely fabulous. I love them so much. And it's going to be – it's just going to be great because <laughs> they're a hoot. Oh, then I have to back – I hate when you do them at the end of the month, and I have to follow up behind them because it's hard to follow up behind those Golden Girls. <laughs> uh, you know what? You need to go. I think you need to go with me so we can we can uh, make it a two-hour show. There's not one of those golden girls that hadn't had shag carpet burns on their knees. They were some <laughs> bad girls in their time. And I don't mean bad as height. They had shag carpet burns on their knees. Hell, I had shag carpet on my knees. And they just put it out there. And, you know, that's what it's all about is, again, being true to yourself. And, you know what, everybody's got their thing, what they want, what they what they crave, what they desire. But really think about it. You know, I'm big on, you know, what I say and what I say about myself. So I'm not going to label myself something negative. I'm just a sexy goddess that has a super sex up sex drive. <laughs> it is I what think, it is. You need to get us t-shirts, Monica. You know what they need to say? I was a What's sex that? addict and I survived. Oh, no. I survived sex addiction. We could do that, <laughs> huh? Yeah. I need to do that one. I survived sex addiction. I'm feeling another one. I'm feeling another one coming on. There's a, there's a t-shirt in there somewhere. Maybe someone could call in and help us with our T-shirt, you know? Um, There's a T-shirt in there somewhere. There's a saying on a T-shirt. I'm sensing it. This is where Jason always comes in in and and be able to come up with something creative. I know. And he's got some great designs for me, too. So we'll be coming out with that, too. But I like this. I survived sex addiction. Um. (laughs) I survived sex addiction. Would you wear that, Sam? Yep, Sam said he'd wear it. I think we need to see what Sam says about all this. What you got to say, Sam? Sam, we're going to hear from Sam. She wants to know what she think about all this. Well, I think y'all have overlooked some of the causes of 
so-called sex addiction. We all have basic human needs. Exactly. And one of the strongest basic human needs is to the need to be accepted by our peers and to be wanted and and needed. And I think that one of the causes to what y'all have been discussing is that need is not being met. Exactly. That's why I want to get down to the why. I'm I'm big on asking why. I aggravate the hell out of people because I keep asking why. I want to know why. And 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 you're and it, you're very right. We need to be accepted. Sometimes it's a lack of intimacy and a lack of touch, and it's so so important that we have that. Keep talking, Sam. I like the way you sound. Keep talking, darling. We have that need, and we strive to meet it and get denied or pushed away or whatever method it happens, then that causes us to try harder to get that need met. Uh, You said a while ago, we're all wired a little bit different. Our basic needs are stronger in some than in others. And it's just that evolution that, depending on, I guess, our life experiences, is where we wind up being labeled, you know. And it's not really a need to be labeled at all. It's a, it's a have a label at all. It's, it's being struggling to get desires met or needs met. I agree. So what do you consider sex addiction? What would you consider sex addiction? I mean, rather. I would come closer to thinking that somebody that's a rapist or somebody that's a a molester of any sort would be a sex addict closer than somebody that uh, watches porn and wants to have sex four times a day or something like that. I agree. And that, again, falls into the causing harm, disrupting your life, uh, you know, all the bad stuff. You know, you have to have it some, you know, there have been, you know, men that have said, you know, they like it forceful. They, they thrive they get that high on the actual rape of it. It's not so, it, it, and again, it's not the sex part of it. It's the way that they feel when they're doing that in that, in the way that they're doing it. Um, I've had with addiction, mostly with substance abuse, first experience was about 40 years ago. I can't hear you, Sam. You're gonna have to. I can't hear you. I lost you. Okay, which, which where did I leave off? I've had uh-huh. some experiences with a true addiction. Uh-huh. Uh huh. My first one was probably 40 years ago. I had a really bad accident, and for 21 days, every four hours, I had a shot of morphine. 
That's a good ship. Yes, it is. And it's very um, quick. It 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 lasts. It, it doesn't last very long. It's immediate. It's to get that next hit. Relief. Yeah. Uh, I deal quite a bit with people in my profession. They're what do all you do? Kind of you don't mind me asking. Ma'am. I said, "What do you do if you don't mind me asking?" I'm a construction. HSE manager. Okay. Uh, also, in my family, I've dealt with some addicts that got really bad and really ugly. So true addiction, until it gets to where it's harming your physical life and the others around you, and that's truly an addict. He I cannot go without it. If he does not care who he hurts or who they hurt to meet that need that they've got. Exactly. It's all that chemical reaction going on that you need it. You need the way it makes you feel. And it's almost like you're out of control. You're not even yourself. Addicts are out of control. Exactly. They're all functional addicts. But they're still out of control. Right. And, you know, you can break down, um, you can break it down even more because there are people who have, maybe they have issues with commitment and they will have first time sex with someone new, a stranger. They don't want to have sex with somebody they know. They don't want that emotional attachment. They don't want anything to do with anything other than the sexual act. They don't want to. They don't want to repeat. They don't want a relationship, and they move on to someone else. It's got to be a stranger, you know. So, that, you know, then you start getting into branching off into other things, just like the, you know, the self pleasuring and the porn and the cheating and the, you know, being with strangers. And yeah, like you said, you're out of control and you just can't stop. And it's causing harm to you or somebody. Right. I agree. I agree. So, what about you, Sam? Would you consider yourself, what what, what would you say about your sex drive? What about my sex drive? Uh, I've got a pretty high sex drive. What's high to you? I mean, what, what is, what is, your idea of enough or too much. I'm getting off and you couldn't not know what flavor it is. Say that again, please. I said, I am getting all up in your Kool-Aid without knowing what flavor it is, darling. <laughs> it's strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> I like strawberry. <laughs> so uh, what's too much for you? What is, what is your what would you consider normal for you? Normal for me? Yeah. Uh, several times a week, depending on circumstances, depending on workload, uh, stress levels. Every day? Could you do that every day? 
if I'm that lucky. <laughs> I know, right? Because, you know, and I ask that because, again, what it, it's not all cookie cutter. And somebody might say, you know, that's a lot of sex to have it several times a week. And some people might say that's not enough. They got to have it several times a day. So, again, and, and I ask that. What about you, Renee? What you got over there? What 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 would be normal for you? Well, like, like I said, it's depending on the relationship I'm in, my stress levels, my health. Uh, I could tell you some stories, but I won't. Why not? We got we got a few minutes. Oh, we won't go there. <laughs> Is that another show? <laughs> Maybe another private conversation, but I don't know about a show. Oh, okay. I like those kind of conversations. What about Renee? Ask Renee what's normal for her. What would be her? What would be normal for her? You can't go for normal for me. I'm the hair. I'm like I'm the hairdresser. I'm the the hair. Their hair never, you know, her hair never gets cut. The mechanic that you know, their car always needs oil change. Now, what I can tell you is when I was at my probably happiest or most fulfilled um, relationship, sexually, um, probably three, four times a day. But, you know, the, the thing about it is it, it, it was like, what were those three or four day, times a day like? I mean, it wasn't like it was like a workout or anything necessarily. It could be waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning and just, you know, barely moving and like, okay, love you, and going back to sleep, you know. Um, But, you know, know, it was was wonderful. But then I've been in other relationships that I've been content with, and, and, you know, the sex wasn't that often, but it was, I was content in that relationship. So, I think it's not how often you have it. I think it's, you know, how you have it. And how exactly. And, and that's, why, um, that's why I was asking, because to me it's quality, not quantity. But people right. tend to see the quantity versus the quality, you know? Right. No more moonshine for me, Sam. Sam's trying to give me more moonshine over here, Monica, and I can't do no more moonshine. Okay. You have to rub your feet some more. He's trying to, that, yeah, this front porch sex talk with Monica Lee got him all worked up. He's trying to give me more moonshine. See, it's that energy. It's that sexual energy that puts it out there. I've had, I have had, I've had here, no, a hundred and what acres? 106 acres with a cement pond and a full moon. Well, damn it. I'm going to have to come and see y'all sometime. I'm going to come I and know. see you. Yeah. Yeah, when you come in, you'll we'll have to call Sam. I don't want no apple pie moonshine. I just want the apple pie. Oh, you don't want none of this. I promise you. I promise you, Monica Lee, you don't want none of this apple pie moonshine. <laughs> well, you know I don't drink anyway, so if I had apple pie moonshine, I'd be floating belly up in that cement pot. <laughs> <laughs> and you and I'd never figure, we'd never find our way home. 
Man, I know. Nobody, you know, even we didn't even get a, a crazy that that called in, but you know, maybe maybe it's a full moon and will manifest our crazy that's out there that just has all of this built up, pent up. I think we make them nervous now. They hate to call in because we accept them and we so. Well, you know that last one that we had that was pretty out there. You know the one that said. Well, you remember because it was um it was a girls' night and you had everybody. We were celebrating your birthday. Remember? Yep, I remember. It was, that's it was pretty cool. That's why cat cat called in from the uh, Landry's restaurant at the Golden Nugget in Lake Charles and was talking alive to you in the middle of the restaurant at Landry's restaurant in the middle of the Golden Nugget and interrupted everyone's dinner talking sex. Yeah, I remember that one very well. And you know, speaking of speaking of, of talking about, you know, my family. I love my family. We have the best family. So we're sitting at brunch. It's my son, his girlfriend, and my mama. Now my mama never used to talk about sex a whole lot. I mean, hell, I mean she just never did. I love my mama, but I'm I'm 43, almost 44, and I'm still waiting for her to tell me about my period. So you know, she never talked about it, but. Here, since I've started Front Porch Sex Talk, she's been a little bit more open about things. So we're sitting there at brunch Sunday morning, and we're having some good breakfast, and they're playing amazing Texas music above. And my mama says, oh, this music just gets you all worked up, just makes you feel sexy. And, you know, (laughs) man, and, you know, my son, he's just used to me. And he's like, he just puts his head down and he just shakes his head. Because we know when my mom starts talking about sex, you just don't know what's going to come out of her mouth. So she's been liberated to be, to to speak freely. After all these years, she's never been able to. So she's talking about sex. And I know she's getting all worked up and whatnot. And I just thought it was fabulous. Because my mama's out. She's able to voice what she wants. And she was like, you know. Her and my dad have been divorced for a very long time. She goes, if your father walked through the door right now, I'd feel all kinds of something and would want to dance with him because it just makes me feel sexy. And that's, again, that sexual energy. And that's what Sam is feeling over there. He's feeling that sexual energy that, you know, we're putting out. I've had people tell me that my second, well, people that understand what chakras are and the energy, that my second chakra walks in the door before I do, I have to say I agree. <laughs> and for those that don't know what the second chakra is, that's your sex, that's your, that's your sexual power chakra. So, um, we'll remind my- everybody what's going to be going on in the fall. And, um, I still yes. want to do it. You know, I I want to do this. You know, whether we're going to get any brave souls to come and take this journey, who knows? If well, we are planning. They... We are planning to do the healing the goddess within, and then we're going to turn around and do one for the guys. And I've had quite a few guys that are still interested and uh, are messaging me I, at the moment. I got. Four guys that are interested, and I think we're going to take what six? Yeah, I bet Sam would sign up. Come on, Sam, I'll make you some strawberry Kool Aid. 
good. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so in the fall, we are planning to do this these retreats, and you get Goddess Renee and myself for a whole weekend, and we are going to heal that goddess within and, and let her shine and let her come out and heal those past hurts, those past traumas, those past wounds, and let you just flourish into that, that, that goddess that you were truly created to be. And the same thing for you guys. We're going to show you, we're going to do some healing with you. We're going to show you how to hold space for your wounded goddess. And and how to be the healer for her, and that's what we're gonna do for the for, you know for these. Women too. We're gonna do. We're gonna heal that warrior within. Exactly. That warrior has to be healed before you know the goddess can be. The healing can be extended to that goddess. So it's it's gonna be very very powerful, and I promise you. I promise you. I promise you. It will be a life-changing experience when you can truly go within and and I, I say heal that warrior within because you you know man they truly are every man is a warrior every single man out there but as every man is a warrior every man is a wounded warrior because of what transpired in their life you know. So we're going to look at healing that warrior within, and then once you do that, then you can learn to heal the goddess. Exactly. And, you know, for the women out there, you're going to learn how to be that healer for him. And for you guys, you know, if your wife or girlfriend doesn't attend, um, you're going to learn how to, you're going to get your healing and you're going to, Learn how to be the healer for her. And it's going to be so powerful. I'm so excited for this. I I can't wait. So we're looking to do that in the fall. So make sure you um, stay tuned to Front Porch Sex Talk for the official date. And make sure you go to my fan page on Facebook, Front Porch Sex Talk with Monica Lee, and check it out. I'll be posting there, too. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram and um, go to my website, www.frontporchsextalk.com. And um, every Wednesday morning, I'm calling in to do my little 15-minute spiel and giving you some sexy tips and advice on the Morning Mayhem Show. We are down to the last minute. I want to thank you, Renee and Sam. For being over there, I'm so jealous that y'all are naked and half naked and drinking moonshine and looking at that moon. But I'm I'm nervous, as as my mom would say, I'm nervous as a pregnant hoe in church. Want to show in so she because I got naked moon in the pool. Well, you know what? You know that moon. You know me. I'm in a very, you know. I don't even know what to kind of call it This kind of relationship I have with the moon Every night at midnight I'm out there Just you know Dancing under the moon And letting her just bathe me So um, Thank you again I can't wait to see you soon And um, Lots of love So from my front porch to y'all I'll see you next week